You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. The Game Changers, episode 32. Today, we are talking about the cause of cynicism. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, with Jason Jennings. Jason, always great to be with you. Dale, it's great to be back with you, too. So the cause of cynicism, if we've been watching Washington, especially in the last month or so, well, a lot longer than a month. Let me (laughs) rephrase that. We know there is a lot of cynicism out there. So let's dive in. Uh, You just give me the the topic idea for the day, and then we we talk through it. So why cynicism? Why now? What's on your mind? Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, if, if, if you're an observer of anything around you, I mean, whether it be television news, whether it be radio news, whether it be the newspapers we devour every day, whether it's the stuff we read in our tablets, whether it's our interactions with, with people and our observations of business, uh, I mean, it's a go that uh, cynicism is incredibly prevalent. And, and what I wanted to tell you about today, I wanted to share a story of something that happened to me. And this was a, a number of years ago, one of my mentors. And it had such a profound impact on me uh, that I truly believe it is a game changer. And so let me tell you the story. Uh, I, I was sitting with this mentor and the subject got around to cynicism and, and just how increasingly cynical, not skeptical, because I'm a little skeptical, uh, but I never want to be cynical, uh, but, but how cynical the world seemed to be becoming. And, uh, and he looked at me and he said, and I'll ask you, Dale, uh, a question. Uh, Dale, have you ever had overly high expectations about something in your life? I think it happens on a quite regular <laughs> basis. It's... Uh, all right. So <laughs> we, we call it the optimism so we, bias. Right. Okay. The optimism bias. So we all have these overly high expectations. Now, let me ask you a question, Dale. W- what inevitably happens as a result of having overly high expectations? You, you, you end up getting what? Well, we have our hopes dashed. <laughs> yes. and Maybe not become, to that extent, but it's, uh, yeah. But, but would you agree we become disappointed? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now my mentor looked at me and said, but now despite having had these overly high expectations and becoming disappointed, uh, did that prevent you from ever having overly high expectations again? And the answer, Dale, is? The answer is no. The optimism uh, bias kicks back in. That's exactly right. And we have overly high expectations again. And my mentor said, but you see... Uh, next time, maybe, instead of just becoming disappointed, maybe we start becoming a little disillusioned. And then he said, but let me ask you, Jason, does that stop you from having overly high expectations again? And by this time, I'm on the edge of my chair because I don't know where he's taking me. And I said, well, no, of, of, of course not. Uh, I have overly high expectations again. He said, so let's take a look at the journey so far. You have overly high expectations. You end up getting disappointed. Uh, That does not stop you from having overly high expectations again. But maybe after the second, third, fourth, or fifth, or a hundredth time, because I tend to be an optimist, he said, now you start becoming a little disillusioned. And a a sense of disillusionment sets in. And he said, but Jason, and I knew the question, 
He said, does that stop us from having overly high expectations again? And I said, well, no, of course not. He said, well, I would suggest to you uh, that the next step on the journey is overly high expectations leading to disappointment, more overly high expectations leading to disillusionment, and more overly high expectations leading to a sense of despair. And he said, and I'll ask you one final time. He said, does that prevent us from having overly high expectations again? And he said, the answer is no. He said, but the next step on the journey is cynicism. And he said, nobody is born cynical. It just doesn't happen. But it is this life's journey where we set ourselves up by our own overly high expectations on a road of disappointment, disillusionment, despair, and cynicism. And I remember at the time he told me this, it was so profound that I, I, I took one of my business cards uh, out, out, out of my uh, backpack and I, and I wrote it down. Overly high expectations lead to disappointment, lead to disillusionment, lead to despair, eventually lead to cynicism. And I have carried that card with me all these years. And I can't begin to tell you how frequently I consult this because I, I would never want to go through life as a cynic or as a sense of cynicism, because let me tell you where I think it eventually leads. A cynical person believes there is not enough to go around in life. And if there's not enough to go around in life, then what they have to do is grab every little bit any way they can. And it leads to, I think, a rather profound thought or observation, and that is this. You know, in my interviewing of more than 11,000 CEOs, business leaders, business owners, and entrepreneurs over the past dozen years for the books, I think you can really separate people into one of two groups. My sense is that everybody comes from one of two positions. They either come from a spirit of abundance. They believe there's enough for everybody. They believe there's enough to go around. And they're genuinely happy when other people get some too. And they're out there getting whatever they can gather and get as well. But then the flip side of that coin is if you're not coming from a position of abundance, you are truly coming from a position of scarcity. That's mine. That belongs to me. That's my account. I called on them once many years ago, and nobody else is ever going to call on them. But here, I think, is even the bigger observation. Show me somebody who comes from a position of abundance, and they come from abundance in their whole life. If you come from a position of abundance in business, chances are you're going to come from a position of abundance in your personal life, your home life, and and in everything you do. Again, the flip side is show me somebody who comes from a position of scarcity and they will come from a position of scarcity in their entire life. I've never met anybody, to the best of my recollection, who comes from a position of scarcity during their business life and then goes home and becomes a warm, sharing, abundant person. And so the question that I would pose uh, to all of our listeners today is this. Where do you come from? 
Do you come from a position of abundance where you believe truly there is enough to go around for everybody and you're delightfully happy to watch other people get some too? Or do you come from a position of scarcity? And I would suggest to you that if you come from a position of scarcity, it, it comes from a posture or a position of cynicism. But because you're responsible for yourself, you need to examine the roots of why you have become cynical. And I'd suggest to you, Dale, that you become cynical because of constant overly high expectations, leading to disappointment, eventually disillusionment, eventually despair, and that turns you into a cynical person who then spends the rest of their life coming from a position of scarcity as opposed to abundance. And the neat thing is, we all get to make a conscious choice about which of those positions we're going to come from. My promise to you, Dale, is if you think about this a lot, and if you really try to work this, it will be a game changer. And I can already see that. So I'm thinking about some of the cliches that people, that we hear in the culture. Uh, the first being, well, I'm going to expect the worst and and plan I'm going to expect the uh, the worst and plan for the best or vice versa plan for the plan for the worst and and hope for the best and then uh, there's also the you know the rich get richer and the poor get poorer mentality which would be part of that cynicism that you've talked about so does it start with being aware of the self-talk and the and the phrases we use and the expectations that we have no I I actually think it begins uh, in another place let me tell you something I did yesterday um, yesterday, I, I, I'm doing a, a big speech for a big, huge engineering company uh, coming up in several weeks. And as part of every speech I agree to do, we've talked about this before, uh, I need to have that hour to two hour long diagnostic discovery call with the CEO. And then I want to talk to 10 other people uh, who will be in attendance from the company. So I, I, I could just find out where the company is. Uh, where they're going, where they want to go, what some of the challenges are. I, I, I call it doing my homework. And so yesterday, uh, as, as I'm talking to the CEO, I said, um, now, uh, we've just about wrapped up the call. And I said, there's one other question I have to ask you. And he said, what's that? And I said, when I step off the stage from being in front of your thousand people, uh, teaching them for that hour, hour and a half that I have, what would cause you to smile broadly, to look at several other executives in the room and say to yourself, this guy knocked it out of the park. What I want to do with you now for a few minutes is I want to negotiate your expectations. I said, because I have a character flaw. It's, it's competitiveness. And I want to exceed expectations. But I've learned over the years that you cannot consistently exceed expectations unless you've talked and negotiated what those expectations are. So let's talk about your expectations. And so we did. Uh, we spent four or five minutes talking about his expectations. He said, I would want this to happen, I would want that to happen, and I would want this to happen. And I said, so, if during the speech I can make those three things happen, I will have dramatically exceeded your expectations. He said, you will have nailed it. So one of the things we, we, we have to be mindful of uh, when we're dealing with the people that we work with, uh, our associates, when we're dealing with our customers, uh, almost when we're dealing with anyone, 
is to take a couple of minutes and discuss, which is actually negotiating, discuss what would create uh, exceeding their expectations. And that way, you don't leave somebody hanging out there with overly high expectations who might be disappointed in your performance. And when you dig deep into that, so it starts with with negotiating the expectations right up front, being very All clear the in the communication. All the time. Negotiate, All the time. negotiate expectations. But you use some very colorful word pictures and really taking that executive to that moment in time after the presentation. And you said, what would cause you to smile broadly and say, this guy knocked it out of the park as you walked off stage? So you're really uh, digging deep rich language into this process of negotiating the expectations to help the person put themselves in that spot. Well, and uh, maybe that's something I I do instinctively. Maybe that's something I've learned over the years, or maybe it goes back to an earlier episode we did. Uh, You know, if you're going to be an, if you're going to be an effective communicator, you really have to be able to paint word pictures. You you really have to be able to tell stories. Uh, But, but, but I think anybody could do that. Uh, and, and I mean, it's as simple as uh, you're, you're out there selling software. And, and so you are selling a solution to a buyer. How, how much does it take to say, okay, now we've closed our business here. We've, uh, we've agreed to work together. I need to ask you one other question. I mean, once we install this and once it's up and working, would you please tell me, I mean, what would cause you to have your expectations exceeded? Uh, Because I want to have a lot more customers like you. And the only way that's going to happen is if I exceed the expectations of my customers. You see, the problem is a lot of people are afraid to ask that question. And and, and you know why that is, Dale? Because I've got the answer. I've nailed it over the years. Please. And that is this. When you ask the question, um, what would cause you to have your expectations exceeded? You are making yourself a little vulnerable. And when somebody tells you, well, this is what would have to happen for my expectations to be exceeded, they are also sharing a vulnerability with you. Uh, Most people are very hesitant to share vulnerabilities. I mean, the lesson that's been learned in business is that as soon as the customer signs the paper, get the hell out before they change their mind. That's horrible advice. That's horrible advice. The next part of the conversation always has to be, what would cause your expectations to be exceeded? And when you have exchanged that vulnerability with another person, think how much tighter you've already become. You've, you've really laid the groundwork and created a set of standards and open transparency. I mean, it's, it is the game changer when you talk about uh, negotiating expectations. It's a completely new approach to this. And you've changed our way of thinking, as you said, and we're out of time. So uh, can I say one other thing? Please do. And that is this. Like you, I was excited. Uh, we, we, we began these podcasts uh, roughly a half year ago. And uh, right over the Christmas holiday, I think you got as excited as I got uh, to see that the average podcast is, is being downloaded somewhere between eleven and 12,000 times. That is very, very exciting. 
And I want to, I, I really want to keep that growth going. And so if you're listening today and if you found this thinking helpful, and it's not really my thinking at all, uh, I always tell people I'm not the brightest bulb on the string, but it's a result of, you know, having done financial calculations on 220,000 companies, having built dossiers on 50,000 of them, having been inside more than 11,000 businesses, uh, interviewing them. Uh, so I, I'm just really sharing the observations and sharing the lessons learned from those experiences. But if you found this helpful today, I mean, it's the simplest thing in the world. Just email it to a friend. Just tell one person about it, and we'll be able to grow the community. Uh, we don't charge uh, for these podcasts. Uh, we don't sit here and try to sell my books on these podcasts. Uh, we're truly coming from a position uh, of transparency and wanting to share good, game-changing information with you. So if you found this helpful, please send it to someone who, who could use it. I, I'd like to take that 11,000 downloads weekly, and uh, I'd like to double it. I'm, like I said, Dale, earlier, it's a character flaw. I'm a competitor. My apologies. And I'm going to throw one thing in there that I think is really heartening to you uh, and to me, and that's if you, the listener, take this game-changing concept of negotiating expectations and you apply it to your life over the course of the next week, and if you would shoot an email to Jason at questions at jason-jennings.com and let him know, hey, I applied negotiate expectations, and this was the outcome. You would appreciate hearing that because you help somebody improve their business, which is what this is all about. Uh, and it is what it's all about. And, I, I, you know, I, we get a lot of emails, and we always talk about the fact that we're going to spend a couple of episodes answering some of them, and we will eventually get there. Uh, but I think I, I, I shot you a copy of, of one that I got this week. I mean, I th as I recall, it was just uh, uh, two sentences, and it said, I'm hooked. I look forward to the start of every Monday morning so I can hear the new podcast. You know, stuff like that puts a big smile on my face. It does. It does. So go ahead, rate us in iTunes, and be sure and leave a review in iTunes as well because it helps get exposure for this podcast to a much larger audience when it's starting to get traction in iTunes. So be sure and do that for us. We appreciate it. Jason, as always, we've really enjoyed this game-changing conversation. Until next week. We'll see you then. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.